Welcome back everyone. This is Jess Dickinson from Renewable Exchange. We are very pleased you have tuned into our podcast this week with Chris Smith, Lars Weber and James Brabham. Hello everyone. This is the uh, first podcast of 2021. It's Chris Smith speaking, Chief Commercial Officer of the Renewable Exchange. And today I'm joined by, as ever, by Lars Weber. Hi there, Chris. How are you doing? Very well, Lars. Very well. And we've got a special guest today, uh, James. If you... Yeah, hi everyone. James Brabham here from, uh, from Cornwall Insight. Hi, hi, Chris and Lars too. Excellent. Thank you. So um, we last podcast we did, we, we looked at market decoupling um, post-Brexit. And I guess we're in a world now where we are post-Brexit. It's happened. We are now, we're an island once more. Um, and we're sort of flowering our own, our own path in the world, as Boris tells us. Um, and we got very good response to the podcast last month. So I think it's probably good, given this is quite a big event in the market. And we're seeing some very big sort of volatility in the market at the moment. If we felt it'd probably be a bit of a good to re refocus on this and re 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 look at what's happened post um january january 1st um so i think probably first lars i think it'd be quite good before we sort of dive into some detail it's actually probably recap what what has actually happened to the two exchanges and when they both clear now i think would be yes yeah chris so we um so before new year's eve we uh we had two exchanges n2x and apex which cleared at the same time and at the same price. And the reason why they cleared was because there was um, a virtual interconnect between them, basically meaning that you can, that the exchanges look at each other's bids and asks and look at, okay, if we just pull them all together, how would we clear on both exchanges and make sure that we have the same price and can use each other's liquidity. But that mechanism, this virtual interconnector, was part of the European internal uh, energy market. And since the 1st of January, we are in a post-Brexit world. So, that mechanism no longer exists. And since it now no longer exists, we now have two separate exchanges. And those two exchanges are clearing on two different time, at two different times and at two different prices. So what happens is every day, first the Apex uh, exchange is clearing. I, at the top of my head, I believe they're clearing around 9.30. And then N2X is clearing at around 9.50, 9.55. So you have one exchange with one set of bits and asks being uh, done with basically their business at around 9.30 and they have a price and then 20 minutes later the other exchange starts and also has bits and ask and clear which will then be at a different price. So that means that since, the, since January 1st you have two prices for every hour in the day at market. One on Apex and one on Entrex. Excellent. I think it's probably a point to make, make a point to make is that from a UK perspective you have traders or supply companies who may trade on one or the other or may trade on both, but to trade on both is a cost and you have to have you have to be paid to be part of both exchanges. And I think importantly from a PPA perspective, there are parties who potentially could sell their power on one or the other, um, particularly suppliers sort of favour one over, over the other historically. And also um, something that James sort of commented on in the, the media last week, we have CFD customers um, that are either being paid against the N2X or EPX because that was the same as the market reference price, or they're being paid at the market's reference price, um, which potentially offers a risk, risk and you know risk on either the supply company, the PPA provider, or the, the generator. So, this you know this decoupling has caused some significant issues, and I think probably just to put it in the context, Lars, you know, looking at what the exchanges cleared up today um, for tomorrow um, for the peak in the UK um, from seventeen hundred to eighteen hundred. So this is for the thirteenth of January, uh, twenty twenty one. We've got the EPX trading at a thousand pounds. 
we've got the M2X trading at 1491. And then for the next hour, we've got the EPX trading at 413. And then the N2X trading at 694. And I suppose just to caveat that, those numbers, the fact that they're quite very significantly value difference apart, they're very big numbers as well. You know, we, we used to get very excited if we saw the N2X clear at over a thousand pounds. And we're seeing this happen every day now, which is, which is quite, um, quite interesting. So I, I guess probably Lars probably to step into the conversation is what, what you know, from a trading perspective, what, what, what does this mean now? It's, it you know, feels like there's an opportunity there. If you've got a 400 pound or 490 pound difference between two exchanges and they're clearing at different times, is there an opportunity, but I guess there's also a risk there. Yeah, so, so the first step that you have to be able to do is actually have the, the money literally in place and the cost. So you have to pay two memberships, you have to put down two collaterals. But if you are able to do that, if you're big enough to do that, and if you also have the admin to do that, then yes, you can have two, uh, two, two different prices that you can work with. What you then have to do is to have a, um, a view on which one of the two is going to clear higher. So if you want to buy at one of them and then sell at the other one, you have to do it the right way around. You don't want to like... You don't want to buy at 1500 and then sell at 1000 and losing 500,000 megawatt hour. What you want to do it is the right way around. And because historically they always used to be the same price, it, it's not as trivial as saying, oh, N2X is always higher or oh, APX is always higher. That's just not, you don't know that because historically there was not one which was always higher. They were always the same. So it is a, it is a very difficult thing. And if for example, now we see N2X is higher. So what could happen is tomorrow everybody thinks, oh, N2X is higher. So I'm going to buy a lot of Apex and sell a lot on N2X. And what you get then is then you get the opposite effect because those traders are actually going to move the price around. Um, so it is a very, very delicate uh, uh, game right now. Um, it is something that you can play with. A new price means new opportunities, uh, but it also creates new risks. And uh, uh, I was, I'm very happy that James can help us today because this has huge impacts on, on, on generators, especially on the CFD contracts, because these, these MRPs that you just referred to, there is no longer one MRP. So, so how, how can this be done? How would this be done? Is actually something that the market has to solve uh, by itself now in this new situation. I guess, James, that might be, you know, in terms of the MRP, the, the, the actual formula behind the MRP is unchanged, isn't it, in terms of the... the yeah, it is at the moment. So it used to be a kind of, it was always a volume weighted view, I believe. And the same with the, with the different reference price for, for baseload uh, generators that are referenced on forwards contracts. But it, referring back to what Lars mentioned, it, it never really mattered in a sense because we had the same price for both auctions uh, and the same clearing value. So you could trade them on either and you were sure that your price reflected that market reference price. Uh, and would be valued in your CFD top up accordingly, and you would get the full top up. So you'd avoid that basis risk, as it's called, between the two. Now we're in a position where, unless you are trading in a way that's reflecting that volume weighted split, or you're doing it uh, very cleverly, you could be, well, depends which side you are, but earning more or less than what that reference price will be and, and how it works. And that, as you said earlier, Chris, is one of those things where it depends on who you are. Some Some PPA. Some CFD PPAs will have the option where actually the offtaker is taking on that MRP risk. So the, the generators guaranteed that reference price and will will earn that. That's a very good option. Um, other ones, other PPAs might not have that clause and it might just be you're referenced against that clearing price. And that's when you could be exposed as a generator to that risk. And 
as Lars was was mentioning, the scale of the difference is the important factor because if you are on one versus the other, then that scale is really what's going to have an impact on you potentially um, in your pricing. Noting as well with the CFD that especially in AR2 and AR3, assets were bidding in at super, super competitive levels. So any kind of slight variation in price has an impact on, on their returns really fundamentally compared to, to renewables before them really. I think that's probably quite an important point, isn't it, James? So we're in a world now where we see CFD, we expectation is CFD price is going to get lower and lower. I think after CFD round four, we've expected, or CFD round three, we expect the CFD round four for the auction price to f- f- fall further. Um, and, you know, historically, I know certainly CFDs I was involved with, they were very aggressive um, contracts and they were linked to the MRP. Um, and that's probably a question for you know, both of you, really. But uh, there's, uh, there's a big basis risk there now, isn't it? That's something that wasn't there before. Um, so it's potentially, you know, those PPA structures can look very, very different. Yeah, I think one of the things that could, could help save it is, is if the LCCC decides uh, what to do because effectively they would potentially have the discretion to to link you, your PPA to a certain to a certain platform that could be done but obviously like everything with the CFD it's a private contract it has to have precedence it hasn't got a precedent on this so it will always be a negotiation so yeah in the meantime when everyone's looking at AR4 uh, this year do they do they price that in do they factor that in they've also got the negative price aspect now where they've got to factor that into their bids because that's a bigger risk too so yeah lots for people to think about i think for that for that auction that that doesn't necessarily mean it's less uh, risky and cheaper than before so so i get yeah i guess at a kind of very high level but yeah we're talking about cfd round four is a you could be seeing a bigger haircut for a new pa ppa provider under the current setup to manage that risk yep. and also the negative price thing that actually you could be running for less hours at your cfd strike price yeah, effect, yeah, totally agree, Chris. Effectively, that's the two big risks that people are now having to, to factor in. I just wanted to say that the alternative would be that the generator takes this risk upon themselves, so that the risk the generator just says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with NGX, or I'm going to go with Apex. But I would really so that the risk the generator just says, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with NGX, or I'm going to go with Apex. But I would really strongly uh, be against that because this risk is at this moment not yet really quantifiable. We have just seen that there's high spikes. We have no idea how this will look over a longer term. Um, so if I would be a, a product developer, I would not, if I have, in, for CFD run for, I would not take this risk. Um, yes, you can expect the highest you have, but, but so can all of your competitors as well. This is something that has, this doesn't just hit one or two projects, all projects are hit by this. So um, we might see a slightly higher clearing price now. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess just to wrap up, James is in terms of where does this end up because this is a kind of <laughs> it's come out of Brexit and kind of you know legal agreements not being there so where, is there a conclusion to this just because it's have happy ending so <laughs> yeah it's um, <laughs> it's a difficult one isn't it because we've been asked the same Chris already oh, what, what does this mean going forwards and as Lars said the, the trend that we see now could instantly flip in a day if, if people change their trading behavior tomorrow and think one's going to go each way so it's really hard to say that kind of oh this is where it's going to go what's interesting about it which i think is a, is a is a positive in terms of the situation here is despite the free trade agreement and us coming out of the internal energy market what we've agreed with the eu is effectively that there will be a new what they've called a new model of efficient electricity trading 
that should happen across the interconnectors uh, going forward. So it's got a funny name. It's called a multiple multiple region multi-region loose volume coupling, which is a lot more complex name than the IEM. But effectively, the idea is that any market the UK is interconnected with physically, they'll have an arrangement and a formula to allow the more efficient flow of in, of interconnection across borders. That's looking to come in really, really quickly in terms of energy markets anyway. So basically plans to look at it this year, technical proposals by the end of the year, and then the operation of that from 2022, April 2022. So that, I think that's a positive for making some sort of more efficient trading cross-border. Looking at it in more detail, it doesn't stop the differences between the exchanges though. And that's the thing that's still going to be potentially an issue going forward is those two different you know, fundamentals of those exchanges. But interconnections trading anyway should, should hopefully improve in the, in the medium term. Excellent. Okay, thanks. Well, guys, thank you for today. That's been really, really good. Um, I think, James, just a quick plug for me, and I think Lars will back me up in it for the, the 3G group uh, once, once a month. Always fantastic content and worth, worth joining. Every okay. month and lots, lots at the moment on Brexit and white paper and everything else. So, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> right, guys, thanks very much. Thank you for tuning in with us. Remember to follow us on LinkedIn and Twitter, and we look forward to welcoming you back to our next podcast. Thank you.